0: Welcome back, and happy Stage 3 to those portions of the province that are entering Stage 3 today. I'm wondering how you feel about that. We're going to have your calls at 416-870-6400, specifically talking about bars, because there's a, a lot of concern over, are we doing the right thing? Do we have our priorities straight in terms of saying, yes, well, you can go back to a bar, but, you know, we don't actually have a plan in place for how will the kids are going to go back to school and is it possible that by uh, allowing people to do shots and drinks and all the rest of it and all the things that go along with that all the all the hanky-panky that happens because of bars possibly reopening, that that's going to see a spike in COVID cases. And will that then, in turn, impact school going back? Do we have our priorities straight? How do you feel about it? 416-870-6400. I keep on my phone. I actually do. I just keep on my phone here the rules for Stage 3. Just because, you know, I'm that kind of guy, I might just walk in and say, well, let's just see if you're, If you're uh, keeping up with the rules. Here are the rules for restaurants, bars, and nightclubs in Stage 3. I'll just read you a couple of the things. All patrons must be seated when eating and drinking at the establishment. So please, sir, sit down. And then this one is my favorite. Dancing may only be performed by someone working at the establishment with restrictions. Sir, do you work here? Please. If you don't mind, stop dancing. So do we have our priorities straight? Robin Urbach is a columnist for the Globe and Mail and a regular contributor to this program. She joins me. Robin, you ready to go to the bar?
1: Uh, I don't think, well, especially if I can't dance, then no, that's the <laughs> point, right? I'm not in my seat. <laughs> you
0: guys sit down and be quiet unless you work there, then you can dance.
1: I know. Maybe it's a, a reason to go out and get a job at a bar so we can finally resume public dancing. But other than that, I'm probably going to stay home for this next, uh, next phase opening, at least for a little while. Uh, we're, we're sort of seeing a glimpse of, of the things that can go wrong just by looking to Quebec, for example. They opened their bars June 25th and already it's turned into a bit of a disaster. I mean, public health in Montreal specifically is now telling everybody who had been to a bar as of July 1st to go out and get tested. And as a result of that, we're now seeing these huge lineups in the city centre, people waiting three, four hours for a COVID test because they went to a bar and they're not sure if they went to one of the bars that has been affected by the virus. So, these are some of the things that hopefully we won't encounter in Ontario, but without really a plan for dealing with it, I'm afraid that is, is something that we may actually end up seeing. And,
0: and we've made the point on this program earlier this week when we spoke with an epidemiologist about this is that, you know, bars are not places where, you know, responsibility reigns supreme.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not the type of place where you're kind of. I'd, no pun intended but soberly sitting down and thinking all right well let's let let me keep my head about me and make sure i stay six feet away from everybody else no you go out to a bar you have a good time you have a few drinks and you forget i mean we all want to forget but you forget that there's a deadly pandemic going on and when you have a few drinks in you your inhibitions kind of lower you start speaking a bit more loudly even though you think you're speaking at a normal volume God forbid you start dancing and doing some of the other things that you're not supposed to be doing. So I think that's part of the reason why with bars especially, there's this sort of raised eyebrow among public health experts, among doctors, among epidemiologists about, well, you know, is this really the step that we should be taking now, especially when in Ontario we really have made some significant progress in getting those numbers down to the level we're seeing them now, which is about around 100 or 110 or so daily cases per day, that's a pretty good trend compared to where we were a couple months, even a couple weeks ago. So we're certainly headed in the right direction. I think the last thing that anyone really wants to see is those numbers starting to climb again, especially as we look ahead to opening up schools in September, because really when it comes to resuming something that might resemble a normal life, Schools are the key to that. If kids can't get back to school, then parents can't get back to work. And even the parents who are working from home and will continue to work from home, they can't give it their full attention if the kids are running around screaming or trying to do their homework or whatever else there is. So there's an argument to be made that our top priority in this province should be getting kids back to school in the fall. And we should not be throwing any wrenches in there that could potentially derail us before we reach that goal.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's the point I've been trying to make. You know, I've got two kids and that is my number one priority is getting those kids back to school. I mean, it's, I I really can't imagine how anything, I mean, it, it has to be our number one priority. And when asked about it, the premier of this province has said that he believes that bar owners and bar patrons will be responsible. But I guess at the end of the day, maybe the question is, how do we balance the economic interests of bar owners and business owners to try and get reopened and capitalize on the summer months with getting kids back to school.
1: Right. And I understand that too, especially if you're a bar owner or a restaurant owner in a place like St. Thomas, Ontario or Renfrew or somewhere that's seen very few infections and you're kind of itching to get back to a normal schedule and you're confined to patio service at this time. And you're thinking, well, you know what, I need this, this to sort of end, especially in my area, because, I need to get back to work or else my business isn't going to survive. So I think we all understand the plight of those individuals. The problem is there are people like jerks like me from Toronto who, <laughs> who want to go out. You know, our vacation plans abroad have been canceled over the summer and we want to see some sort of vacation. So we go to the courses or we go to some other place in Ontario and we potentially bring the infection with us. So I understand that there are so many competing interests right now. And it's really hard, especially if you are a small business owner, to see, well, you know, my business is really, really suffering. And I I just want to get back to doing what I do. But there is, I think, a collective interest here. And unfortunately, as we've already seen, some individuals, some individual businesses are sacrificed in a way for the greater good. It's really too bad. No one wants to see it, but I think these are the hard decisions that we have to make in a situation where really nobody comes out a winner.
0: Robin, I, I agree 100%, and I, I think that, you know, as tough as it is, I don't think we're in going in the right direction. I think we could wait a little bit longer on the bars, but I believe that you and I will once again get footloose. We will once again be able to dance like everyone oh, is watching. Cool Yeah. Thank you. Robin Urbeck is a columnist with the Globe and Mail. Thanks for being on the program.
1: Thanks. Take care.